Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Center Presbyterian Church. My name is Logan. I'm one of the pastors here, and I am very excited to welcome you to our Christmas Eve service. I want to invite my family up for the lighting of the Advent wreath. In the first four weeks of Advent, we have focused on the need for Christ's coming. The first week, we lit the hope candle, recognizing that Christ's resurrection give us hope that someday everything in this world will be redeemed. The second week, we lit the peace candle, acknowledging that in this divided world, Christ is the only one who can bring us peace with God and one another. The third week, we lit the joy candle, believing that Christ returns gives us a reason to rejoice even in the midst of troubled times. This past Sunday, we lit the love candle, proclaiming that Christ's Coming to die for us is the ultimate expression of God's love for the world. Tonight we are here to celebrate and to light the Christ candle. In late December, as the days are at their shortest and darkness abounds, this is the moment when we celebrate the birth of Christ. When God, the Son, when he veiled his glory and took the form of a servant. Jesus was the Lord of In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, 
praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You know, there was a very rich man who had done everything that he could to be right in his life. He had tried to be good. He, he took seriously God's word and he, he studied it. And even while he was traveling, he would take time to go and worship God. Particularly, he was leaving a, a position in Ethiopia and traveling through Jerusalem. And there he was able to obtain a copy of the book of Isaiah, the prophet. And so as he was heading home, feeling unsatisfied and unfulfilled, because all of his search for God out of doing good things never got him closer, never did enough to satisfy his soul. So on the way home, as he was still poring over the scriptures that he was able to obtain, he must have been very wealthy because in those days, the scriptures were written on parchment that was very hard to obtain. But as he was reading, the Spirit of God drew one of the disciples who became an apostle named Philip to his side. And Philip was instructed by the Spirit just to wait and listen. And as he listened to the Ethiopian in his chariot riding along, he heard him read these words. They're from Isaiah 53. Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a, a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised, rejected by men, a man of sorrow and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hid their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and he carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our He was crushed for our iniquities and the punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his word, wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity, the things that we deserved as punishment. God laid them on him. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before his shearers, he was silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And who can speak of his descendants? 
for he was cut off from the land of the living for the transgressions of my people he was stricken. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, though he had done no violence, nor was he was any deceit in his mouth. And yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes and and though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. And after the suffering of his soul, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sins of many and made intercessions for those who trans are transgressors. As he read these passages, he looked at Philip, this Ethiopian, and said, is the prophet talking about himself or someone else? And Philip opened the word of God to him. And the understanding of the Holy Spirit came in such power upon this Ethiopian that he came to see who this baby is, who was a tender shoot, who was brought up into this world as any other baby, but he came to suffer for you. We give gifts at Christmas. Do you know why? Because in giving the gifts, we remind ourselves we're really not worthy to receive from others. There was a couple in this church, Hap and Mary Brantley. Go by and see them and drop them off a little gift. And before I could get home, they had snuck to my house and put something to pay me for my gift on my doorstep. And so it became a game. I would go by and drop off one thing and rush back to my house before I thought they could get there. And before I got home, they had already, they had already given something. I finally went to Happen Mary and said, why are you doing this? Why are you taking the time to outgive me? And they said, because we don't feel worthy. Tonight, you may not feel worthy either. You feel maybe like the Ethiopian, the weight of your sins. The Bible says to those who believe in Christ and will repent of the idea that I can be good enough to go to heaven and trust in that work of the cross, to that person is given the right to be called the child of God. All the music we've sung tonight is beautiful. Man, it was glorious, hearing of the love of God. But the greatest thing about Christmas is God offers to you a gift you can never repay. And it is the gift of forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Amen. And all he asks that you do is stop trying to tell him how good you are and say, yes, Lord,
I believe. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we want this gift of life eternal. But the greatest, the greatest barrier in my life is receiving it. Because I want to pay for my own sins. And my blood would be required to do so. And tonight we enjoy the offering of the greatest gift any man or child could receive. It is the gift of Jesus, who says if we open our heart to him, he will come into us and live through us and lead us day by day. Come, Lord Jesus. Come. We bow before you. And the people of God said together, Amen. Amen.